Oh, Tom. Uh, usually, I don't like to gloat, but six-one, man. That's that. <laughs> besides being tough, it's hard to swallow. Regardless of of if you won six-one against Manchester United or you lost six-one against Manchester United, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, first, give me your thoughts, uncandid, and we can break down into how to resolve these issues because I don't think these issues are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, yeah. Right, okay, where do I start? First of all, I thought with 11 men on the field, I thought, other than the first sort of 30 seconds, 15, 20 minutes, I thought Manchester United were were second best to Tottenham, really. I thought that Tottenham, people have seen top people tweeting and writing that United started well. I think they did start well, but I think Spurs started equally as well, if not slightly better. So I think 11 v 11, Spurs would have won anyway. I thought, the thing for Manchester United is it just laid bare both coaches and what you've got is a world-class coach or who perhaps he's not at his best, but he's certainly streets ahead of Solskjaer and he could wrap, he could wrap, um, um, sorry, not wrap, he could move um, United's defence around and, and caused problems. Maguire's couldn't handle Kane and how he stood positionally. Never mind his threat in front of goal, and he just created room for people like Son and Lucas Moura to, to exploit. And United really three games in, two defeats and a win. It's 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 not looking good, but. You know, I must give you guys credit and, and Mourinho credit because after the Everton game, I thought I did kind of fear the worst. For you. I know that the window is still open. I know there's still a lot of football to play there, but just having seen our Mourinho teams and our Mourinho sort of, you know, it, it, things destruct around him, it looks now like you've got the bit between the teeth. And I think the most exciting thing for Tottenham is you've got Gareth Bale to add to that to that forward line, which is frightening in itself. Uh, it, the window is not closed yet still. Uh, uh, the Screenier deal, I think, is dead unless Levy decides that he wants to bid. I, You know, you and I spoke about yep. the fact that he bidded. Uh, there was a bid early that was easily rejected. Um, uh, th- we went after Dumbele from Lyon, and that, that, that went nowhere. But it, it seems like, surprisingly, Daniel Levy is doing a Manchester United and actually getting high-level quality deals done. And it seems like Ed Woodward is learning from Daniel Levy of two, three years ago and doing nothing? Yeah. Listen, I don't know what time this is going out. I'm assuming it's going to go out today. Cavani, Tellez, they're along with Van der Beek. Those guys are done. You'll see them out with their shirts on in the next few hours, providing that you know the, the medicals haven't gone dramatically wrong um, I know that the Dembele deal is changing every hour this morning they thought they could get him on loan then there was talk of, of Barcelona not being able to get Depay in or, 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 or a replacement if, if he did move on then it was off then it was on I think Manchester United would like to do a loan deal with Dembele at Barcelona but I think you Barca wanted a permanent deal and, and the problems with that are that Manchester United simply just don't have the money to, to spend on him on a permanent deal or certainly at this, this lunchtime they weren't prepared to spend the money on a permanent deal for Dembele so we'll have to see what happens there I mean look the, the, the trouble is you leave it this late in the day to conclude deals you have to question one Manchester United strategy and two the players that they want to sign do they really want to be there um, I think Spurs again mentioning that the opening day defeat to, to Everton you went out and got a left back you went out and got Gareth Bale there were other bits of businesses you're trying to be done there appears to be some kind of reaction or proper strategy behind what you're doing whereas Manchester United it looks like a scattergun approach to me and, and that's never that's never very wise because it, as we've seen before with Falcao and Di Maria it doesn't always bring um, bring success so you're going to bring in a few more players maybe two or three like you said um, none of them solve your major issue uh and 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 yesterday i think uh what really exposed the 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 backline 
more than ever was the fact that you had Fernandez and um, and Pogba really have a shocking game. And that just yeah. showed you that if these two are not clicking 100%, your back line, which is already frail and weak, gets even more exposed. Uh, and it shows a lot of weaknesses. So maybe let's say that our wake-up call at Spurs was Everton and your wake-up call is this 6-1 annihilation. Yeah. Is there enough time to change anything between now and January? I think there's a predictability to how Manchester United play out. So the Van der Beek signing is interested in there. If Pogba and Bruno aren't quite cutting it to standard, then you know, you've know you got that extra person in there that can create that extra bit of class or can hopefully create that extra bit of class. And, and we hopefully we see that. Manchester United's errors or, or failings or shortcomings are not in the final third. It's not quite as polished as it was last season, but hopefully the, the previous season goes on. The problem is it's central, central defence. They've got six or seven defenders who are just not reliable for one reason or another. It could be form, it could be how they play. There's just a, a whole host of catalogue of things that aren't quite right with the, with the Manchester United defence. And until they rectify that issue and, and, and address it, then Manchester United will always be, at best, a top-four team. And nothing more, and, and it's sad to say that. But you look at how bad Ancelotti's been back. You look at what's going on at Spurs as we speak. It looks like Arsenal trying to close a deal for Party. You know, these other teams are buying proven quality that's ready to go now. Whereas Manchester United look like the signing players who were perhaps not quite ready for the first team yet. In Van der Beek, we can't quite, quite fit, it, fit him in as good as he is. People who are slightly over the hill in Cavani, or people who are young and, and, and full of potential, as is the link with, with Traor at Atalanta. So until United can get ready-made proven quality in through the door then they'll always be playing catch-up and they'll always be playing second fiddle and at best of Champions League space I think and the trouble for United is they'll always go back to Liverpool when Coutinho left and Klopp had just arrived or he'd been there a while they went out and spent it on a world, their money the Coutinho money on a world-class goalkeeper and a world-class central defender because that's what they needed and Manchester United are not doing that they're not addressing the issues in the team and until they do fans will be frustrated and upset but sadly I think the only thing that will change that is a change in ownership so speaking of change (sighs) when is Ole going to get taken out of his seat (laughs) do you think that's going to happen I don't I don't (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think Manchester United are happy just continuing the way they are for now until something drastic happens. But here's the thing. The drastic did happen yesterday. 6-1 is unacceptable for anybody, let alone somebody of Manchester United's stature. So if, yeah. you saw you saw Evra yesterday on Sky. Yeah. Uh, was he a little bit overreacting? Probably. He's on TV. He's a professional, yeah. but he's also a fan. You can't you can't discard his his feelings and what he has to say. I bet you, all of you guys feel that way. But Mourinho, yeah, Mourinho finished second with the Manchester United score and said it was his best ever achievement of the, uh, in football. This is a guy who won titles and European cups. Now you understand why he said it, right? Now you understand. Exactly. But then that summer, what happened? Very little. He wasn't supported. He got Dallow and Fred in. Solskjaer took United to third. The points total wasn't great, but he still took Manchester United to third. And this summer, the approach, the scattergun approach to spending. I mean, Jaden Sancho, what's happened there? You couldn't you have taken that hundred million and and done marvelous things in the back? You know, you could have got a central defender in again. It, again, it's planning, it's structure, it's organisation, it's supporting a manager when he's when he's performed probably above 
standard in what Solskjaer probably did last year before Bruno came there was absolutely no chance of Manchester United getting anywhere near a Champions League spot and then all of a sudden uh, Bruno comes in United rocket up into third place and Solskjaer's left to, 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 to work with what he's got all players who I say who I think are probably not the kind of players Manchester United are desperate for but who's making the decisions because as of yesterday after you saw how just you know you're you're back line is Swiss cheese and got ripped apart how do you wake up in the morning and you say okay let's do it Cavani over the line how well he's, again Cavani's been a free agent since the first of August I think so what's been going on for the last two months could you not have got him in at the end of last season and then got him ready to play start up front against Crystal Palace last week could he have not played the week before against Aston Villa in a friendly in order to get a bit of sharpness and to get integrated with his team it's the same with Tellers Tellers is you know, a good player to, 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 he's, I, a good, he's a good player I'd like, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to say on the podcast that, that uh, I, 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 did, I did call it on the 24th last week yeah but, but Tellus is a good player but Tellus doesn't, doesn't fix your problem and the fact that Manchester United is waking up today and there is absolutely no news about a defender in sight still leads me to believe there is something structurally wrong with how scouting is happening right now in Manchester United of course, these, listen. I think Solskjaer's players he, he clearly wanted and thought would. I mean, I'd be amazed if, if Solskjaer didn't identify a central defender. If he didn't, he should be sacked immediately. But we've also got to remember Solskjaer's on over £7 million a year. And you see performances like the one against Spurs where they look like they haven't been coached. They're positionally all over the place. And he's not the first time. We've seen that earlier this season already against Palace and Brighton, as I always said. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you look at the manager and think, actually... You can only control what you can control. You can't control what's going on off the pitch. And if I go through that team yesterday, Wambasaka, Bailly, Maguire, Shaw, Matic, uh, Pogba, Fernandez, Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, that's not a team. That's a, that's a team. You could argue a case for Lindelof, maybe. That's a team that got third in the Premier League and went to three cup semi-finals. So that team should not be performing to that standard. So, so what happened yesterday? Put the, put the red card aside because I think Eric Bailly should have gotten a red card too for what he did to, to Kane's ankle. But Luke Shaw as well. Luke Second Shaw half. as well at the end, yeah. And if the, if the score was closer, I think both of them would have been a red. But my question to you now is, what happened? Really? It's, it's, a, it's a case of getting, well, what's happened to Everton? You get a good manager in who knows what he's doing, he's supported properly, he'll win your football matches. You get a manager who's on over £7 million a year and has got sacked at Cardiff and his manager of Mulder in, who, who's not a top-level coach, and you struggle. It's so, as simple as that. So to Mourinho, perhaps, might, Mourinho perhaps um, isn't the Mourinho of a couple of years ago. Well, let's wait and see on that. Um, you know, it looks like he had a good excuse at Manchester United now on reflection, but he's still a very, very, very good or one of the top five or ten managers in the world. And when you get somebody in like that and you support them and they get what they want, then they deliver for you. If you're not going to support and, and, and back them after getting you into third place in Champions League last year and not with the, the, the pedigree of a Mourinho or a Guardiola or a Klopp, then you're going to struggle. And we've seen that with Van Gaal, we've seen that with Moyes, and now we're seeing it with Solskjaer. So let's say cross the line, comes in Telles, comes in Cavani and Van de uh-huh. Where do you finish? Well, I think the damage has probably been done already, actually, and people might laugh at that, but such is the competition and standard of Everton. Um, I mean, Aston Villa aren't going to be a Champions League team, but, you know, they've played 3-1-3 already. 
And they've also, by the way, they've spent a lot of money, and they've signed. Yeah, Barkley, McGinn, and Grealish is a good. He's a he's a he's a, he's a very good. Midfield three at Premier League standard. It's tre- not going to go tre- in your tre- Champions League. Tre- is is a nuisance Absolutely. that keeps on uh, just just closing down anybody and everybody that's an opponent with the ball. They they uh-huh. look like they have a plan. Uh huh. And, and that's it. They have a plan. They have a structure. And they know where they're going with it. Whereas United again, Cavani two months too late. Van der Beek came out of nowhere, but they got him for a very good price at forty million. Tellers, I mean, now in over three or four million pounds for the last three or four weeks. I've, I've, been, I've been hearing so. <laughs> there's no plan. There's no execution. These players should have been in signed, sealed, dividend. Get, listen, you do get players, and it goes to the transfer deadline day. We got Berbatov from Spurs that year. I think that was done pretty much at midnight on on, on the close of the window. It does happen, but uh, I always go to a quote that Gary Neville said. I think Adrian Bevington tweeted it this morning that. You only you can see how well or how badly a club is is run by their activity on the transfer window on the final day, <laughs> and I think that we're seeing that. But I don't think that's the only problem because Edward Wood certainly wasn't um, responsible for how United lined up yesterday. That was all Solskjaer and his coaching staff, and it was just simply not good enough at all. Blessing in the skies this international break for you guys. I don't think so actually. So I think I. People have said that get away and then regroup. I think it'd be good for, for to get Cavani and get Tellers in, get him with the squad and get get training and get playing some sort of practice games and get him all together. I think I don't think it's come at a good time at all. I think you're only as good as your well your last game and then your next game, aren't you? And United need a game badly to get it. And a game can't come soon enough really and get these players playing together, get them integrated, get a style of play refined or you know kind of rediscover what we had at certain points last year when Bruno was introduced and, and let's get playing games it's for me at this stage with, with everything going on as well in the world I don't think uh, an international fixture is, is really that that important at the moment so I'll, I'll probably touch base with you many many times before the end of the day today um, without doubt so right now yeah if you had to rate Manchester United's transfer window mm-hmm. out of 10 what would you say and I'm saying it's Van der Beek Cavani and Tellers. Cavani. Uh, six out of ten. What would make it an eight? Well, a ten would be a central defender. Okay. An eight would be a, an eight would be a central defender. A ten would be two central defenders alongside that, because I think we probably need two if we've been honest. We're talking about one, but we probably need two. Um, I think you messaged me that earlier on, and you're absolutely right. So I think that United need a, a, a central defender. Why they have not got up a Meccano... I, I, I just do it and I'm flabbergasted with that. There's no words for, for that deal because they, they wanted half of what Dortmund wanted for Sancho and I know he's different players in different positions but the guy's 21, he's mobile, he's good with the ball, he's good in the air, he's quick. He improves <laughs> your the, defense do immediately. The deal. Do, and he's ready to go. Do the deal. So, so at the moment, it's a, it's, it's a poor six really, a not good enough six. So in, in your conversations, and again, we still got at least another what? Uh, eight hours, eight hours? four minutes and five seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who is coming in other than those three that we've mentioned? Clear Atlanta is, is one they, they're talking about, 30 million to arrive next year in January, I believe. And the Dembele thing is changing by the hour. As I said this morning, it was a loan deal that looked like it was going to happen. Then it was on, then it was off again. I still think United are talking about Dembele. I believe Pop has even been involved over the weekend, if you believe reports from other places in Europe that he may have spoken to him to try and get him to. I just don't see United paying the transfer fee for him unless they get Smalling and 
you know a couple of others out of the door as well because they were quibbling about a first down payment for, for, for Sancho being anything over 40 or 50 million pounds I can't see them paying 60 70 million up front for Dembele so unless Barcelona's stance on that change you're probably looking at a loan deal and not a, uh, a permanent deal at the moment but um, Dembele would help but then I think if Dembele arrives Jaden Sancho will never play for Manchester United Can I ask you a question? Why on earth is Smalling still being considered to be shipped out at this point? Exactly. You know, Smalling's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's very good 1v1. He's he's quick. <laughs> Again, he's got a bit more mobility than Maguire and Lindelof. And he's been there and done it. Yes, he's not perfect, but if you're putting Maguire, Lindelof, Bailly and Smalling down and saying, right, guys, you guys play for the, se- for the full season... Smalling's not making any more mistakes than the other three. I was just going to say, it doesn't make your defense any worse. It actually gives you a, no. an, a, an option. If somebody's having a bad day, you can switch them out. And Touchwood, he seems to be, you know, avoid injuries pretty well. He doesn't touch wood again, doesn't pick up a lot of a lot of injuries. So for me, he's reliable in that fact. Whereas if Bailly and Two and Zabi, the, the two that would probably be pushing Lindelof to start alongside Maguire, I, I do seem to be riddled with injury. I, I wish people could come to their senses in the Manchester United club because it's, so it's sad to see such... Listen, I'm still happy that we beat you 6-1, but Manchester United <laughs> is Manchester United, man. The Premier yeah. League would not be as marketable as it as it is if it wasn't mm. for the likes of Manchester United. The club's been drained from in every department, unfortunately, and, and, and it has done for sort of 8, 10, 12 years, and until you know the, the, the bottom line is, is impacted enough... Sadly, United fans will have to put up with the owners and, and, and dealing with European football. And I don't mean European football in the Champions League every year. I mean yeah. Europa League or, or Champions League at best, really, and, and certainly not a Premier League title. That's sad, man. All right. Well, I hate to end this on a bad note, but hopefully in my next conversation with you that we'll probably publish, too, before the end of uh, the window is going to be happy. You guys are going to yep. have some sort of players holding Manchester United shirts, and yep. there's some sort of plan and direction over there. So I thank you so much for your so. time, Tom. No worries. Good speech, you, mate.